This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, praise the Lord. We're in a series called The DNA of Relationships. And we're going to continue that today. Uh, we're going to be all through this month. We're going to talk, be talking about things that have to do with relationships. You know, we said last week, we talked about it, really, we, we made this statement. seems like an over-the-top statement, but I believe it's true that really all of life is about relationships and everything else is just about the details. It is about relationships. It's hard to do anything just by yourself. We were not made for that. We saw out of Genesis chapter 1 and then chapter 3 how that God created us, male and female. He created us for relationships. That's what it's all about. God never intended for you and I to be an island to ourselves, to go live in a cave like a hermit or something. And, you know, even though most of us don't do that, uh, we learn that sometimes those fears build walls around us that separate us from one another. We're going to talk about that a little, a little bit more today when we talk about the dance that destroys relationships. We're going to talk about today's title is The Dance That Destroys Relationships. Every person on the planet wrestles with some core fear. Everyone. That includes you and me. I'm talking about, you know, those inner fears like the fear of failure, <laughs> not being loved, the fear of being alone, fear of being misunderstood. We can go on and on. You know, and it's not surprising. These fears that we all wrestle with, they're as old as the Garden of Eden, aren't they? We saw that last week. Because when man disobeyed, when he made that wrong choice and chose to believe a lie rather than trust God, then something happened on the inside of him, and it's what we call those core fears. Man was separated from God, and when he was separated from God, all of those fears of inadequacy, of not feeling worthwhile, not feeling loved anymore, all of those things began to take up residence on the inside. And so fear took over, and it spoiled their relationship with God, but it also spoiled their relationship with one another. And now we find ourselves in that same place, their descendants on down through time, where now we are bumping into one another as we endeavor to have some type of relationships. We're bumping into one another's core fears. And we can't get past my fear or your fear and to really make a genuine deep relationship because, you know, those fears keep causing us to act and react in ways that keeps us separated. Now, let's talk about that a little bit. In 2 Timothy 1.7, if you want to turn over there, we're going to look at some of these things, some of these fears, and we're going to look specifically at what I call the fear dance. And I got news for you. Everybody's dancing. Even if you've got two left feet, you're dancing this dance. <laughs> Second Timothy 1.7, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul is 
Speaking here, he said, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of self-discipline. So what we see here is that as we discover these core fears, the good news is this. They didn't come from God, so I don't have to keep them. Anything that is not from God, you don't have to keep. Are you listening? Any kind of fear, any kind of sickness, any kind of oppression, any kind of worry, anything like that, it's not from God, and you are not obligated to keep it. Now, you can, because what? You have a choice. Isn't that right? God gave us a choice, just like he gave Adam and Eve a choice way back there. Then they made a wrong choice, and with choices, there's always consequences. Isn't that right? Now, see, we live in an age where the lie is you can do whatever you want to and there are no consequences. Because after all, if there is no real truth, then it doesn't matter what you choose. Because if there's no real truth, there's no consequences. If there's no right and wrong, there can't be any consequences. And isn't that what our culture is telling us now? Live any way you want to, do whatever you want to, make any choice you want to. But here's the thing. Just like we said, you can't throw a hammer up over your head and just not worry about it coming down on your head. You cannot make choices without there being consequences. It's just the way creation is made. So what is our core fear? The external problem, we talked about it last year. What we think is the problem in our relationship. You know that other person? It's not really the problem. You know, how many times have have you thought or said this? If only he would. If only she wouldn't. If I could just get my boss to. If they would just understand and see, what we're, what we're really saying is we're not recognizing what the real problem is. We're thinking the problem is all these other people out here. But you know what? Go live with yourself for 30 days and see if that really is the problem. <laughs> I think you might think differently. What the real problem is, is unacknowledged fear in our lives, that core fear. Now, the Bible declares to us, God says to us, that fear is not to rule over us. God never made fear to run your life. God wants love. God wants peace. God wants the wholeness that comes from a right relationship with Him. He wants that to rule our life. But unacknowledged and unrecognized core fears are ruling over us. For example, rejection. Many, so many people fear rejection. So they never open up. They, you know, they stay withdrawn. They stay behind those walls. Why? Because what? That inner core fear of being hurt, of being rejected. So here's my solution. I just build me a nice little space here. And when you get so close, boom, it comes up. You know, like those automatic doors, you know, you go to and they... Well, instead, we've got them to work the other way. Somebody gets too close to me, boom, the doors close. Rejection. Judgment. A lot of people, we don't want to be judged. God didn't make us to be judged. We want to be accepted, not judged. 
Loneliness. Some people have an inner core fear of loneliness. They're afraid of being alone. Worthlessness. I mean, we could go on. Condemnation. And you know, here's the thing. Our fears actually reflect our needs. They are the negative reflection of our needs. I'm afraid of being rejected because I really have a need to be accepted. I'm afraid of being alone. What does that mean? I have a need for what? Companionship. And so when we look at our core fears, what we need to do is see beyond them because they're just a shadow, if you will, that is cast. And what we need to do is see that they really reflect a need in my life. And what is happening is, is I am looking for you, if I'm in a relationship with you, I'm looking for you to meet that need. Are you listening? All right, let's, we'll, we'll get to there in a minute. What we have to do in this, now listen carefully, is we have to identify our fear button. Everybody's got a fear button. Are you listening? And when somebody you're in relationship to pushes that fear button, whether it's loneliness, fear of failure, fear of being controlled, whatever it might be, as soon as they press that button, oh boy, the alarms go off. Bing, 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 bing. Get away, get away, get out of my space, get out of my face. You need to change. If only you would change. And we never recognize that the problem is an inner core thing. It's an inner fear that, that we need to deal with in our lives so that what? When we deal with it, then when somebody comes to push our fear button, at least we are aware, wait a minute, it's not them, it's me. Remember we talked about last time when there's conflict in relationships that many of the time we play the blame game? It's because all we see in the relationship is the other person. We never put ourselves in it. It's them. God, if you just, God, you need to do a work in them. Boy, you really need to straighten them out, God. You need to help them. You need to work. Man, what's, what's your problem? God, help them. <laughs> but really, the problem, many times, it is in us. It is a core fear there. So let's talk about the fear dance. The fear dance. Everyone is dancing. Do you like to dance? <laughs> well, whether you realize it or not, you're doing a dance, and it's a fear dance. Because that inner core, we start having relationships with people, we, with friendships, maybe it's your husband, your wife, your your siblings, uh, your, your boss, uh, all these different kinds of relationships that we're in. We begin to ha have, uh, uh, you know, uh, connect with people or try to connect with people. And all of a sudden, people push our fear button. And when they push our fear button, here's what I say. The fear, your fear is the music that begins the dance. Oh, man. Yeah, you're going to recognize this dance. It's a four-step dance. Four steps of the dance. Here we go. You hurt. That's your core fear. You hurt. 
What does your hurt look like? What does your hurt look like? I mean, that's the first thing. Like I said, if all you ever see is the, all these other people who are being, being mean and nasty to you, and if they would just, if the whole world would just get saved and get right, my world would be right. Are you listening? So what does your hurts look like? Feelings of being wounded? Sadness? A disconnection? Anger? Confusion? Frustration? Embarrassment? We could go on and on. I mean, the list. But here's the thing. You've got to recognize, first of all, what is this inner fear that's in me? What's this button? You know, when they push. You ever seen somebody? We, I mentioned it before, but you, you push somebody's button and all of a sudden, I mean, it's not that big a deal. But all of a sudden, boom, man, I mean, they just explode. They're mad. They're angry. Well, you just push their fear button. But I guarantee if you talk to them, you know what they would say? Well, it's what you said. It's what you did. That's why, you know, and we start to what? Rather than identify our fear button, our core fear, we start to justify ourselves. And we start to what? Blame everybody else. Well, I'm this way because of what you said. I'm this way because of what you did. Listen, I've done marriage counseling through the years, and I can tell you 99 times out of 100 uh, when there's some real issues in a marriage to the point they come in for counseling, it always will start with the dance. He said, she did, he did, she said, he did, blah, 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 blah. You know, pastor, just, you know, I've had, you know, wives call me up, you know, uh, without their husband knowing it. Pastor, you need to just get with my husband and, you know, straighten him out. You know, I didn't say this, but I thought, you've had 20 years. What do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm a pastor, not a magician. <laughs> but see, we think that sometimes. So, well, oh, man, just, if they would just straighten out. But what we've got to understand is, is that, first of all, I've got to look at myself. Now, we've been looking at this other person that we think is the problem in our relationship. But you know what? I've got to... To look at my own self and say, wait a minute, maybe there's a, there's a core fear here that I haven't recognized and that whenever, you know, I get or start getting around people, especially in a close relationship with them, and they start pushing that fear button. And, you know, that button can be pushed by something that's very innocuous. I mean, they just make a simple statement that, you know, to anybody else who didn't have that inner core fear, it wouldn't even register on them. But it registers on me. It registers on you. Why? Because that's my fear. What is that thing, that, that core fear? Feelings, all those. So first, the first step is you hurt. There's a core fear there. The second thing is, is you want a solution, something that's going to make you feel better. Come on. I don't know about you. I don't like hurting. Do you? Only, only good thing about pain is when it leaves. Isn't that right? I don't, want, I don't want a toothache, a backache, a knee ache, a headache, or an emotional ache, or a heartache. Do you? I don't, I don't think any of those aches are good. So, yeah, but pastor, I just believe we can learn a lot. Well, I believe you can learn a lot without it. Come by the house every day and I'll just bonk you on the head with a ball-peen hammer so you can learn a lesson. 
Hopefully the lesson you'll learn is stop going by pastor's house because <laughs> he's going to bonk me on the head. But we do. We, we look for solutions in other places because we never really identify what's going on. We, we hurt, so we want, we want, we need that need. God made us that way. We're hardwired that way. That God didn't make us to, to carry around these core fears and to hurt in all these areas. So some people, you know, they try eating to meet that need. Shopping to meet that need. Focusing on your children, your career, your work, whatever it is. Anything that's out there as long as we don't look in here. Come on. And so we think if we get busy enough, if we get focused on something else enough, that, you know, somehow I won't be quite as aware of the pain. I won't be aware of what's going on. You know, and we, you know we're very good at fooling ourselves, aren't we, as human beings? We cope very well, and we're very good at fooling ourselves. And, you know, we go through this dance. You're going to see it as we look at the steps. We go through this dance over and over and over and over in relationships. And somehow we've learned how to be functionally dysfunctional. You know, this is the only way we know to live. So this is the way we live. Things that help me forget that I hurt. Like alcohol or drugs or something like that that's abused. It's really, you know what that is? It comes out of a core fear. That represents what? A need that I have that's not being met properly through a relationship with God and through a relationship with others. And so I look for something else, what? To mask the pain. It's awful quiet out there. Now here's the, here's the, here's the catchy thing about it. You know that person that if they, in your life that they just get their act together, your life would be so much better. Remember that person? <laughs> You know, those people, they represent both the problem to us and the solution. They're a problem because they make me feel a certain way and they make me react a certain way. But at the same time, they're, in our mind, they're the solution because if they would just change, if they would just say things different, do things different, act a different way, my life would be better. Hello? Are you, is it quiet because you're thinking or what? Really quiet out there. <laughs> you're thinking. Remember what I said? If only he would. If only she would. If only they would. As long as that is your focus, you're going to keep doing this dance. This four-step tango over and over again. So... The first thing is you hurt, you want, then thirdly, you fear. Conflict, and listen, you cannot have a relationship without conflict. Conflict has, see, conflict has a negative connotation because, uh, you know, conflict always exposes my fear. So conflict has a negative connotation because we never deal with the fear. We just suppress the fear. We just try to drug the fear. We just try to ignore the fear. So we, we try to avoid conflict because conflict brings that fear back up again. And I don't want to admit that there's a fear there. <laughs> so there's a fear there. And, the, and conflict always exposes my fear. 
You know, whatever it is, I fear I'm not attractive enough, smart enough, competent enough. I feel powerless. I feel inferior. Your fear, as I said before, actually reflects your wants or your needs. You know, as human beings, we all maybe have a different core fear, but we all are made with the certain needs and desires and wants that God made us. We're wired that way. We're, we're wired to be loved, to be accepted, to feel valued, to have worth. Isn't that right? To have a purpose. See, this really, if you think about it, when Jesus says, said this in John 10, 10, he said, I've come that you might have life. And see, we're thinking, hey, I got life. It's a crummy one, but I got one. But Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and you might have it what? To the full. And to the full means what? That God can begin to take these core fears and replace them with love, with grace. Are you listening? Begin to replace them, but all of a sudden in Him I realize I'm valuable. I have a purpose. God cares for me. And all of a sudden, you know, isn't this what the Apostle John said? He said, perfect love turns out fear. Perfect love turns out fear. All of a sudden, my core fears begin to be dissolved. They begin to be turned out. So that now, when you push that button, I got news for you. That button's been disconnected. Push it all you want to. (laughs) So your fears actually reflect your wants. Your needs. What you were wired to. I'm telling you, this is so important that you recognize this. Otherwise, you're just going to keep doing the same old dance. The same old dance. You fear and then what? You react. You know, we live in a push-button world. Don't we? Man, you, you tap that smartphone, you tap that app, you tap this, you tap that on the computer. You, there's a push button. I mean, for everything, for your coffee maker, for the dish. I mean, everything, just about everything you do. Even, even my car now when I get in, you don't turn the key anymore, you push a button. We live in a push button world, don't we? Well, I got news for you. That's not only true with our technology, in our relationships, we live in a push button world. Because we are constantly interacting with one another and we are constantly pushing each other's fear buttons. I get too close to you and I push that fear of rejection and immediately you withdraw. Come on. We live in a push button world. Someone pushes your fear button. You know what you do? Here's the dance. You react with unhealthy words or actions. Not anybody in here, but you know somebody. <laughs> See, your fear button gets... And you, you, you react. You know, some of those reactions are what? Withdrawal. You avoid others. Or alienate, your, alienate yourself. Or you give them the silent treatment and sulk. <laughs> Getting down close to home, aren't you? Uh, another... Real common reaction when somebody pushes your fear button, escalation. 
Your emotions spiral out of control. <laughs> you raise your voice. You fly into a rage. Not anybody here, just somebody you know. <laughs> Maybe your reaction is you belittle or become sarcastic. We talked about the blaming thing. Denial. You refuse to admit the truth of reality. It's not me, it's you. It's not me, it's them. Remember we said that back in Genesis. It's, they started the blame game back there, didn't Adam said, God, God says, okay, Adam, you're responsible. But Adam says, yeah, but it wasn't me, it was her. Then when God talked to Eve, he said, it wasn't me, it was the serpent. And the serpent looked around, like, man, nobody to blame. You know, everybody's looking for somebody to pass the buck to. So these, see, reactions. You react with unhealthy words or actions. And see what you're really, your secret hope, whether you realize it or not, you hope that these motivate the other person to change and give you what you want. How's that working out for you? <laughs> but what happens when you do that? Your reaction and words push their button. Come on. See, that's, that's why God says, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. But of love? What happens when you push the love button? I forgive. I'm patient. I'm long-suffering. I don't pay any attention to the wrong you may have done to me. And you know, not only is that toward other people, but you know what? When you do that, fear can't control you. That other person can't control you. That boss that tries to belittle you at work, he can't control you. He can't make you, or she can't make you inferior. Unless you what? You have that core fear you haven't dealt with. Your reactions and words push the other person's button. Then they what? They react hoping you will change. And so you see the dance? One, two, three, four, one, two. I push yours, you push mine. I react and you, I, then my reaction pushes your button. Then you react and you keep pushing my button. <laughs> then we come in for counseling, you know, and tell, you know, whoever's doing the counseling, it's their fault. <laughs> First, remember we talked about it last week, that, that number one, we have a responsibility. Isn't that right? See, Adam and Eve, they had a choice, but they also had a responsibility. And see, we have a choice, but we have a responsibility. And I'm only responsible for me. See, I can't blame that other person and say, okay, it's their fault, God. See, that's what Adam and Eve tried to do. It didn't work for them either. It's not going to work for you and I. We can't say, it's their fault, it's her fault, it's his fault. It's, you know, no, what we've really got to do is we've got to say, wait a minute. I've got to take some personal responsibility here in this relationship. Why am I reacting the way I'm reacting? Why am I saying what I'm saying? It, some, somehow they pushed a button, a fear button in my life. And that fear is what the real problem is. And I have to take responsible for that. Because if I don't, how are we going to break the cycle? Because if you don't break the cycle, you know what? You're going to spend all your life in relationships doing that same old thing. 
You know, you'll get a little reprieve for a while, but it won't be long because we all live in relationships, don't we? We said that's what the whole, whole deal is about relationships. Everything else is details. We all live in relationships. So, you know, we may get a little reprieve, you know, from button pushing, but it won't be long. If we didn't deal with those core fears, you, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> going to push all those buttons. And, you know, and if you've got several core fears and all those buttons keep getting pushed, you're wondering, I don't understand. Why don't I ever have any peace? Why can't I have any friends? Why, don't, why doesn't, you know, why can't my, my husband, my wife and I, why can't we get together, get along together? Why can't we grow? Why can't we grow in relationships? You know, we never look at those core fears. So the first thing we got to do is we got to break the cycle by learning what? Some new dance steps. I'm going to tell you, change is a challenge, isn't it? You ever changed? You ever tried to change? You ever thought about trying to change? <laughs> Is your hand work? <laughs> the power of one. I, I, I talk about this very often and doing uh, with couples, especially marriage counseling, you know, and especially sometimes when one is recognizing something and they, they talk to you, but you can't get the other spouse to come in. I always tell them, listen, don't worry about that. The power of one, that is yourself. Because here's the thing, you know, just like I humorously said, you know, for 20 years you've been trying to change that other person. They haven't changed yet. That's because you don't have the power to change them. You only have the power to change you. Are you listening? You can't change their choices. You can't change their attitudes. You can't heal their fear button for them until what? They make a choice. This is why I say the power of one is it can start with me. I can start looking at and recognizing the fear, the core fears in my life that are being, the buttons being pushed and the reactions I'm having with attitudes, with words and so forth. And you know what? I can start to, with the help of God, I can start dealing with those inner core fears in me. You ever tried to have an argument with somebody that wouldn't argue with you? It just kind of, you know, you just kind of, blah, 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 blah. you know, when they won't argue back, you just kind of wear yourself down. You just kind of wind down, don't you? No fun if you're not going to fight with me. It's no fun. I mean, you know, isn't that right? That's kind of like dancing by yourself. You ever tried dancing by yourself? A lot of fun, isn't it? The power of one. So what can we do? We can take control of what we can control. And that is what my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions. In other words, take responsibility. We talked about that for my buttons. Instead of blaming everybody else, I'm taking responsibility. Wait a minute. This, you know, God, I've got, I, this is a core fear. How can, why does that boss can bring me to tears? Why do I feel uh, belittled, uh, you know, that they can belittle me so easily? After, well, it might be a core uh, a fear of inferiority. You know, maybe, maybe you're a guy and you feel like, man, you know, you've got this idea maybe for a business or to do something else or, 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 or just 
uh, in the, on the job site or wherever you're working at, and you're, you struggle with the fear of failure. And so somebody can say the least thing to you, and you, you, you know, and it just, I mean, you know, maybe you've got ideas for that business. Maybe you've got uh, uh, things that you want to bring to the table for that business, but somebody pushes your button, that, that, that fear of failure button, and all of a sudden you think, no, nah, I'm not going to risk that. I'm not going to do that. I'd probably just fail anyway. We've got to take control of those core fears and recognize what, wait, those are the buttons. So here's the thing. We need to, first of all, if we're going to take control of that, we've got to learn how to forgive. And I really do believe, even though it is a choice, it's something we have to learn. You have to teach yourself to forgive. Yeah, but you don't know what they... There you go again. Yes, I do. I know that they pushed your button. They pushed your button, but the fear is yours. We got to take responsibility. Isn't that right? I can't say anymore that, 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 that you know, my reactions are their fault. No, my reactions are my fault. I'm in, if you're not in control of you, then somebody else is, and you need deliverance is what the Scripture says. And in this case, it's deliverance from what? A core fear. Fear of inadequacy, a fear of rejection, whatever the fear may be. So we have to what? We have to learn how to forgive. Forgiveness heals relationships. Are you listening? Forgiveness heals relationships. And I think this too, that once you, even as, as simple as this truth is, once you begin to realize, wait a minute. You know, it's kind of like, you ever, you ever seen a, you know, somebody that does sleight of hand tricks? You know, they do cards or something like that. You know, and when they do them and maybe you haven't seen how they do it and all, and you're like, wow. And then somebody else is over there and they know exactly how, what he's doing and how it works. And they're like, eh, it's no big deal. See, it's the same thing with this. Once you rec- recognize and identify, hey, I recognize the button that's being pushed here. They're, they're, they're pushing uh, an inferiority button here, that core fear. They're, they're pushing a button here that where I, I feel worthless. They're, they're pushing that button with their words or with their actions. And they may or may not know that they're doing that. But when you recognize that and you see through that, you can say, hey, wait a minute. I don't have to react in fear because they don't meet that need anyway. My boss doesn't make me feel adequate. My spouse doesn't make me feel loved. You know what? God is the one who gives me value. God is the one who uh, reminds me that I am loved unconditionally. I am forgiven. I have a purpose. All of those things flow from what? God. Stop looking to other people to, to assuage your fears and to make you feel whole. We tell people all the time in marriage counseling, listen, if you're getting married it's just because you think you're going to fulfill that other person and other person is going to fulfill you, I'm talking about in these areas of the core fear. I said, you know what? You're mistaken and you're going in with the wrong idea of what marriage is all about. That's God. That takes care of those needs. And we need to learn to what? We give those fears to God. So God, I'm feeling inadequate. God, I'm, 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 I'm feeling rejected. 
And I know it's not this other person's baggage. It's mine. And I need to give this to you. I need to release it to you. I need to let you bring wholeness into these areas in my life. And you know, I think when you do this, all of a sudden, when you start to act and react the way you develop that pattern in the dance, you begin to catch yourself and say, wait a minute. I'm not going to let this, this core fear cause me to react in a way that's going to damage this relationship. Are you listening? And all of a sudden, you can stop blaming everybody else for making you feel the way you do. Ooh. I know. You know, we, we've learned this dance so well, it's, just, it's so easy to fall into it, isn't it? But if you can recognize that, all of a sudden, you, you know, you begin... To take control under God, you take control of your life, of your inner core fears, of your emotions, and you can begin to change. Because what? God did not give you that spirit of... And anything that is not from God, I am not obligated to keep. See, God gave you that choice. If you choose not to keep it, it has to leave. It loses its power over you. But if you keep dancing this dance where you're pushing their button, they're pushing your button, you're reacting, they're reacting, you want them to meet your needs. If they just change, they'd meet my need. No, they wouldn't. Jesus came and he was perfect. They crucified him, so I know that can't be right. Yeah, I mean, if they were perfect, you would still feel like, why? Because it's not about them. It's about my core fears. So let me give you some action steps here as we close. First, identify your core fears. What's the real problem? See, not, not my husband, not my wife, not my boss, not my kids. What's the real problem? You got to get along with God and say, okay, wait a minute. And you know, many times, if you'll just reflect on how you react when your bush, button is pushed and, and what were the circumstances was when that, you reacted with that button pushing, you'll be able to, God will show you exactly what that core fear is. Secondly, recognize when the music starts, your fear music starts. They push that button and you know, and you want to give them a piece of your mind. Like somebody said, you know. You don't have enough to give away. <laughs> you recognize, wait a minute. It's, it's not them. And if, and if I react the way I've been reacting, and if I react with words and actions that are harsh or sulky or anything like that, all I'm doing is falling right into what the devil wants, right into what fear wants, and I'm just going to keep this same old dance step going. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I hurt, I want, I fear, I react. They hurt, they fear, they want, they react. You know, you're like a couple of heavyweights in a ring exchanging blows. The only problem is, is you're on the same side. <laughs> then finally, lastly, choose to take control of your fears. 
Remember we talked about last week? Choice. That we make choices and then our choices, what? They make us. And see, the reason you can make a choice is because God gave you that ability and authority to make choices for your life. And here's the thing. When we make a choice, especially as believers, but as human beings, when we make a choice because God gave us that authority, His grace and power will be there to back up our choices. If Adam and Eve, when the, when the serpent came to them, the devil came through the serpent, and if Adam and Eve said, no way, get away. We're going we're gonna to go God's way. We're not, we don't have to eat from this tree. We don't need to eat from this tree. God will meet our needs. Not this tree, not you, not anybody else. If they'd have done that, that serpent would have had to leave. The devil would have had to go. And we'd be somewhere different now. But see, here's the thing, you and I. I have the power. God gave it to me. God gave it to you as a human being. And especially if you're as a believer, He gave you the power to choose. 1 John 4.18 said this. He says, uh, says that perfect love turns out fear. If you really get down to it, the, our fears are because we either don't know or we don't embrace the love that God has for us. Are you listening? Because it's in that relationship of unconditional love with God that I become a whole person and fear has no place to hold on to me. So you can, you, when you push the button, all, all, all the reaction you get from me is love. I forgive. I'm patient. I'm gentle. I'm long-suffering. I don't keep a score of, you know, what all you did to me. You know, you know what love's about over there. 1 Corinthians 13. And all of a sudden, I'm not in turmoil. I'm not in turmoil. I'm not all chewed up with, with anger, with rejection, with feeling inferior. See, nobody can make you feel that way once you deal with that inner core fear. It's kind of like, you know, that elevator that's broken and you keep pushing the button. But it, that call button, you keep pushing that call button, but it don't ever come. <laughs> pushing that call button, it doesn't ever come. Same with it. You know, people all around you can bump into you, and they're pushing that call button. Trying to call up rejection. Trying to call up anger. Trying to call up whatever it is. But you know what? It's disconnected. It's disconnected. Bow your heads. I want to pray. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.